morning, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Casey, where we talk about what's going on in the real estate market. The first thing I want to talk about is assessments. Everybody got their new assessments. Um, some people went up crazy high, some people not so much. I'm not sure what the pattern is from Fairfax County, but I'm going to find out. Some people went up 4%. Most went up about 11 or 12%. Some people went up 18 to 20%. So a little crazy out there. I do want to get some visibility on that. But how is that going to affect the value of your home? The answer is it's not, okay? It's not going to affect the value of your home. The marketplace, who buys and sells homes, that's what affects the value of your home. It affects how I price homes. And, and I'll just give you a, a glimmer. So if I'm going to take a home and we've got to price that, you have to price it apples to apples, right? So you have five homes that sold. If they're all showing their 222 assessments and their percentage of assessment of the 2022 assessment, then you have to drop your assessment back to 2022 and compare it from there. So is it a pain in the ass for Kevin and I to do all this? Absolutely. So for 30 days a year, maybe 45 days a year, our job becomes a lot tougher, but it has to be done. Because if if your price is here and all of a sudden your assessment jumps away up here, your, your house value doesn't jump up. The, the market didn't say that, right? So we still compare apples to apples, all right? So, so that takes the, um, how does the tax assessment affect my value? Does not. Now, after 45 days, now everybody's starting to show what their sales price was compared to their 2023 assessment. That's when we let it roll and just convert everything over to 2023. But for now, still comparing against 2022. Uh, Loudoun counties is still not even showing up on their their uh, uh, on their properties, so their period hasn't even begun yet. But don't freak out. What's the problem? If you if they overassessed your property 18 to 20 percent. There's a procedure for filing an appeal of your tax record, right? Of your tax assessment. So that's a Fairfax County thing. You can appeal with them, but I will be bringing a tax assessor on with me. And we're going to start talking about why they're someone up 4%, someone up 20%. As a person that watches the market every day, and we're going to do it again today, I don't get it. I don't understand. I, I had a house, a uh, $1.5 million house go up. $258,000 on their tax assessment. I have no idea. We're getting ready to go on the market. I'm going to show you that house here in a few minutes and we'll take a look at it. Um, but uh, okay, let's talk about another thing. Um, exclusive listings. Some people, I don't want people in my house. I don't want neighbors. That, screw the neighbors. Forget about the neighbors. You don't want your neighbors to cost you two or $300,000, right? Couldn't care less about neighbors. In fact, I get some pretty good feedback from neighbors. They don't, they don't kill a deal. Um, they're not our enemy, okay? I know that we may have some bad relationships with neighbors, but I don't want to do an exclusive listing. Like some, one gentleman I know, he's going to sell his house and he's going to get about two or 300,000 less than he should, okay? I'm going to show you an example of this in a couple seconds. I'll show you an example of exactly how, what I'm talking about. But... The object of selling a house is to get it exposed to as many people as possible. Now, most realtors go with their MLS, which will take you to this far. They'll, they'll, then they'll expose it. Maybe they'll send it to friends and family on Facebook, and it goes to this far. Okay. Well, geofencing and Google ads, if you do this right, will take it this far. 
And not only that, but the people from here out are going to pay more money for the house. So, so this market is massively, massively more powerful than this market. We'll, we'll talk about that. I have talked about it. So, so our job is to open it up to the masses. Let everybody have a chance to look at it. I, how many times have we heard, my friend sold their house in the first day, contract came in full price, blah, blah, blah. Full price, well, last year, our average home sold at $141,000 above list price, right? So we don't want to throw that money away. The proper procedure is not the exclusive, because let me show you this. So let's say this is, and I'm, oh, I'll show you a chart here in a minute. So let's, let's say the market is this big if we expose it to everybody. And, uh, Compass or Keller Williams have exclusive deals with just exclusive to the agents, to the company. Why do they do that? Because they want to sell it inside their own company. They make more money. You don't. They're preying on your privacy concerns. They're preying on that. So they make more money, bad for the seller, great for Compass or Keller Williams. I'm totally anti that. At least you open it up to the whole market. Then you open it up to this market. This is the market, not this. This is an exclusive listing. I had a person, everybody's bragging about, oh, they got $2.2 million. Didn't even have to put it on the market. Well, it's it could probably sell for $300,000 more than that. I'm going to show you that house here in a minute. Okay? So I don't want to hear about this exclusive. This is very bad for sellers. This is very good for sellers. Okay? So let's, anytime you hear the word say, anytime you hear a realtor say exclusive, think to yourself, you're trying to sell it yourself or sell it within your own company. That's just wrong. I mean, I spent my whole career trying to figure out how to open that, get wider and wider and wider. And they're like, let's just sell it. If my own agent has a, has a client that wants one of my listings, We'll see you on Sunday or see you on Monday when the contracts are due. We'll not allow an agent in my company to buy, to, to, to contract on one of my listings. My, no, my, my team, forget the company, my team. My daughter had a buyer. She's got to wait till Monday. Okay. Because I'm not trying to do what's in the best interest of my daughter. Maybe I should, but I'm trying to do what's in the best interest of the sellers. And that's what we do. Okay. Maybe I'm a bad father. I don't know. Probably good listing agent, maybe not great father. All right. So that's as far as the exclusives are concerned. And when so when whenever you hear that, that's let me tell you what's at risk. Okay. I'm going to show you some things here in a minute where we're going to look at what a house, what the risk is of a house. So you're going to put your house on the market. Well, what really is the risk? Well, any realtor can put it on. Not really. Some people are going to get 150,000 over their customary value. Some people are going to get 150,000 under customary value. So what's really at risk? $300,000. There's $300,000 risk. Let's just say there's 10% up or 10% down. That's the risk when you sell a house. If you misprice it, if you underprepare it, if an agent comes in and goes, "Oh, you know, you want 17, let's go 17." Now nah, you don't have to fix anything. I'm just give me the listing. Here's the key phrase for realtors. Just get a sign in the yard and let's go. That's why homes, that's why 40% of the homes withdraw and sold. I'll show you an example of that here in a minute too. All right. Last thing. Um, 
there are some markets that are converting over to buyer markets. And I said, watch the inventory, watch the inventory. That's why we're here. Watch the inventory. There are markets that are merging into buyer markets as we speak. All right. So let's stop talking about it. Let's start giving examples on it. All right. Let me take you on my, on my screen. Let me get back to where you guys are. Let's share my screen. Let's go over here to, um, let's go over here to the market snapshot. All right. So let's take a look at some of the markets. So we follow Fairfax County, Loudoun County, Prince William County. So let's take a look. I've got a house that's coming on in this market right here. So here's Vienna, Vienna New Homes, Oakton. And each one of these is really, I got to tell you, they're extremely fascinating and they're an incredible tool for realtors, listing agents, selling agents, buyers, and sellers. This gives you a snapshot of exactly what this market is doing at this time. So we're between 1.5 and 1.75 in Vienna. The average home is about 3,600 square feet, built in about 2,000. So we look down here. These are the ones that are sold, okay? So these are the homes that we're actually, um, you know, using as our model to determine the customary value. So here you've got the age and the size and the lot size, assessment, list price, customary value. This is what they're asking. This is what I think the home and customary value is worth. And then here's what they sold for. So let me give you a quick lesson on customary value. The customary value is the middle point of the teeter-totter. It's dead in the middle of prices. Now, some prices go up because they had a good strategy and they prepared their home and they had upgrades and the condition was great. Some homes go down because they were either overpriced, they went into a pricing death spiral, they were not prepared correctly, they were not marketed correctly. So as you can see here, these homes between 1.25, 1.75, these sales, some sold above the customary value. That's 120,000 above customary value. So this home on Cottage was well-presented, well-priced, and well-done. Look at this down here, 163000 So what I'm saying is, here's your list price. It should have been this. It sold for 1.435. That's the eventual list price. They had to drop it, drop it, drop it. And they got 163000 under customary value. So the difference between the sellers on Cottage and the sellers in Kentsdale is $285,000. Remember I said the difference between doing it right and wrong is 300,000, right? The bigger the house gets, the more that spread happens. And I'll tell you why. There's not much you can do to a townhouse. And you might have uh, nice countertops or in good condition or a nice paint job. But there's not an extraordinary amount of money you can put in the backyard or, you know, you could update the house. A lot of bigger houses are not updated and they're going to get less money. And the ones that are updated are going to get more money. So this spread starts to really spread once you get to the higher price homes. But if we look at this market, let's talk about analyzing a market. Remember I said inventory is what you got to keep an eye on. So these are closed. These are coming soon. These are active. And these are just are under contract. Now, C slash A slash C means active with a contract. Active means they probably are depending on them to sell their house. So it's contingent on the sale of another person's home. So these are still active. So that's why they're in red. So 
Look at the homes that are coming on the market. Now we've got two, two pending. That means they're definitely under contract. They're not coming off, right? Look how fast they sold. But look at this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten homes coming on the market. In the last 10 days, 10 homes have come on the market in this grouping right here. And by Carrie not going under, I'm looking at Carrie going, well, that's eight days. That should have gone under, under market. But look at here. It's 160000 over what I say it's worth. So it's either got some incredible conditions and upgrades or it's overpriced, one or the other. Well, by it not going over, I'm kind of thinking you, ain't, you don't have the upgrades and condition to warrant that extra money, right? So when I have a buyer and we're going out, so let's take a look at, in this case, I'm a seller, okay? So my listing is Hidden Oaks Court, right? Now this is an incredible house. It's got a lot of upgrades in it, but see all these? We saw that coming. Look at it. You see it all. So you put the house lower so you're more competitive and then let them bid it up, right? So we want to get as many people in that door as humanly possible. When we see this, is it 155 or 1.5? Well, the, the buyer pool under 1.5 is twice as big, twice as big. So when we see this coming, it's like, uh-oh, that's a red flag. See the red? That's a red flag, right? So we've got a little red flag going. We need to get this, dip this under, you know, where am I? I'm, uh, I'm here. We need to dip it under. That's another one, sorry. Here I am right here. We need to dip it under 1.5 million, which double the buyer pool gives her a much better chance of selling that house, okay? And get up to, get up where our, where our price should be. But I'm gonna tell you, and I warn every seller, and I'm warning everybody every week, the number one thing you need to watch out for is inventory, right? So when I'm analyzing this market, I'm saying to myself, you can't get aggressive. You can't mess around. You need the biggest buyer pool you can. We tested one over 1.5, did not test well. Let's get under 1.5 and let's test it there. Let's double our buyer pool and let's go from there. This is going to come on the market um, tomorrow and watch how fast that goes under contract now that it's priced, priced where it should be. If we left it up higher, we would have heard crickets, never would have sold. It would have gone into its pricing death spiral. Before you know it, it sold for a great deal less than it's worth. So, so this is how you use these tools. And we have one for all these markets, but as far as this market is concerned, I need to change that because it's gone from a seller's market to a buyer's market. That's a buyer's market. So let's look at, um, you got, you got, you know, Centerville in here and real quick, if you look at some of these markets, you can see that you've got, um, some coming soon's only one act two active right they're both overpriced considerably overpriced so really and all look at all the pendings and actives uh active under contract so we've got a lot pending we have two active um they're both overpriced so is this a buyer's market no it's still a seller's market if somebody comes on with a reasonably priced house it's going to fly off the market fly off the market so we can get a little more aggressive when we're dealing with something in this market so let's go back and let's take a, let me show you one that kind of shocked me a little bit. Let's go to Loudoun County. This is, this is Western Loudoun County. 
let me go for a little higher price houses here. This is over a million dollars. So these homes are over a million dollars in Western Loudoun County. Kelly's got to get more busy out there because this is ridiculous. All right. So we've got four closed in the past hundred days. We have three active, three active under contract, active with contracts. So basically there's no pending homes on the market right now. Six of these buyers can go after no pending homes. Look at the withdrawals and expires. Two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 13, 13 homes withdrew or expired, four sold, six on the market. See all the red? Yeah, that's a problem, right? So, you know, what's going on? Why in the heck is this happening, right? Well, it could be, and it's just a hunch, just a hunch, that most companies allowed people to work from the house and everybody flew, fled to the Western counties and, um, and thought that was great. Um, and now they're making a lot of people come back. So maybe, possibly, we're, we're monitoring it very closely. You know, are the buyer pools a little smaller out there now? Are they smaller out in Western Loudoun County or Prince William County? So we're, we're keeping an eye on all of it. Uh, right now, it's just a hunch that people are making them come back to work. And um, one at a time, the companies are making that decision. Now, you can a company wants their employees to come back to work. But they're competing with other companies for good, good employees. So, you know, they have to let them stay home. But as more companies make force people to come back in to the office, then it's going to give them a little more power to start everybody switching and getting their people to come back in the office. So it's just a hunch. But if I was listing a house in this market, I would be extremely cautious about getting too aggressive on putting houses on the market. There's nothing under contract. I mean, look at these expires and withdrawals. Let's take a look at another one. I'm going to show you. Remember I told you that, that um, you know, that exclusive, um, that exclusiveness could cost you money? All right. So here's a home that we have coming on the market right now. This is Expedition. Um, this is an incredible house with about $500,000 in the backyard. Its customary value is one, two, four, one, two, four, five but they've got 500,000 in the backyard. So this thing is going to sell over 1.25 million. It's coming on the market. This home right here, Brendan Hall, right? Everybody's bragging. That home sold without even going on the market. Well, look at what its customary value is. 2.35. Now look at, look at Cameron Walk here. Cameron Walk went on the market and sold 200,000 more than their customary value. 200,000 more than that customary value? It's 2.5 million. So in my opinion, and I told my seller and, and uh, Ferris out an Expedition that I think your home is worth more, but I think that off the market sale hurts you. I think it absolutely hurts you. They did it without exposing it to the market. There you go. There's your exclusive sale. Now, is this agent a hero that did this or a goat, right? Goat just means I think sometimes agents hurt neighborhoods 
by maybe selling it themselves or selling it off the market for a lower price, then it brings everybody down. Well, if that sold for 2.2, why am I paying this 2.5 for your house? Well, because that was really a 2.4, 2.5 million dollar house. And the agent got, got greedy and took it for themselves. I'm not anti um, making money. I mean, I'm not anti making money, but there's a protocol in real estate. And the protocol is the most exposure you can give to a property, the highest dollar, the more you get people to bid. You give me two people bidding, give me one person who thinks they're bidding. I had one person come in at 1.4, just the thought that it was the first weekend and there was possibly other bids coming in, just the thought of it made them raise their bid from 1.4, which was the list price, to 1.55, which is $150,000 profit for the sellers. Just thinking that there may be possibly other bids coming in. So our job in real estate, right? Our job is to know the market. When we're putting things in, apply all rules. And, you know, you can go around some, here's, here's some really good markets. Apply all your rules and go. So let's say I'm a buyer, right? And I'm looking at this market. I'm all in. I'm all in on that market right now. If I'm thinking about buying a home in a 1.5, 1.6 million dollar range, you are now in a buyer's market. Get out and go. Now, if in some other markets, if there's nothing on the market and you're looking at this, maybe that's not the time. Maybe two weeks ago, when none of this was on the market, maybe that was the time to go out. It was not the time to go out and look, but it is now. See how I'm saying? Markets can change in one week from a seller's market, tight seller's market, to a buyer's market. One week. And the longer we wait, to put homes on the market, the more this kind of thing is going to happen, right? So we're trying to get them on as fast as we can. We're working as hard as we can. We're trying to get Sergio's house on the market. We're trying to get everybody's house on the market because we're trying to hit it before, you know, we start getting a lot of inventory. So let's take a look over that and look at, um, at those homes over 1.75 million in Vienna. Two actives, two under contracts, no coming soons. So this market is a stable market, right? I'd probably call that a neutral market, right? But watch this. Let's say I'm looking for $2 million. $2 million house. Look at the actives in the new homes. This is the new home market in Vienna between 2 million and 2.25. Look at all the actives. There's only one coming soon and there's two pendings. So this is clearly a buyer's market, strong buyer's market in the new homes. Let's, let's go down to the smaller group of new homes. This is 175 to 2 million. Holy geez. Look at all the actives on that one. Now, look at the pendings. So good homes are selling. Good homes are selling. But there's a lot of homes on the market. And look, you've got four coming soons right now in that new home. So... You know, the bottom line is, <clears throat> and I don't want to look at, you can look at specific markets. What do you care about Fairfax County? You only care about Lakeville, or you only care about, you know, your market. You only care about homes that are within $150,000 of your house. We can do that. So anytime I'm sitting down with a seller, we'll sit down. And the first thing we need to do is know what kind of market we're in. What does the What is the customary value? What kind of upgrades and condition? And if it's here, 
What can we do to the house to make the condition and upgrades go up without spending a lot of money? By spending $1 for, by getting a return of $7 for every $1 invest, uh, invested, we can get that thing to go up like this. So, so the key here is know your customary value, know yourself and don't lie. If your home is not worth what it is, you gotta be realistic. You have to look at the market conditions both now and right before you go on the market. So here's what we do. We look at it and say, look, don't get married to this number at every listing point. Don't get married to that number. When we hit the market, we're going to go coming soon. We'll decide on a number then. We'll go coming soon for seven days. We'll see who likes it, loves it, how big the buyer pool is. And if we have plenty of love, we launch it. Like that $2.5 million house, plenty of love, plenty of love. Plenty of agents that want to see it and are begging and asking contract questions. So we didn't have to drop the price on that one. But on Hidden Oaks, we did. Why? Got a lot of houses just came on the market. What a shock. So we need to adjust, right? So we weren't feeling the love. We are feeling the love at 1.5. So, so when you come in, don't get married to the price. Just know your nut values. Know the market. Know what you can do to increase your value. And then right before you launch, that's when you lock in the price. And that is why 92% of our homes sell within that first week when people are doing crazy things like bidding houses up. Now, when you're pricing houses, I don't have a ton of agents that listen to this, but I do have a lot of agents. I do have agents that listen to this. If you have a home over a million dollars, send me the address. I'll price it for you. I'll do a market snapshot for you. Okay. I'll do it for you. No charge. Send me the address. Put my pricing team on it. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. We had 70, you got to be a Samson Properties agent and you got to use Cardinal Title. If you're not using Cardinal Title, which is best Cardinal, uh, best title group going, forget about it. Samson Properties had $70 million of listings over a million dollars withdrawal since June. Now that is not uh, just a Samson issue. That's a market issue. There's, Every 40, 50% of homes over a million dollars withdrew unsold. They're incorrectly priced, right? Just proved it. We had one home that was 2.65. It should have been under 2.5. We got under 2.5. It went under contract. It was on the market for hundred days. Once we got under 2.5, it went under contract. Um, we have a home that was on for 1.35. That's not what it's worth. We dropped the price, um, tried to sell twice. Couldn't price is too high. Over. 1.35, we bring that thing down to a good good number, right? We haven't launched it yet, but they've already had sight unseen contracts for $100,000 over list price with no contingencies. Samson property agents that use Cardinal title, send me the listing. Whether you've listed it or not, I want you to send me the address. I'd be happy if you're a listener here, and your Samson agent, and you use Cardinal Title, I'd be happy to help you out, okay? Got, I got plenty of time. So send it to Casey at CaseySampson.com or text it to, uh, to my cell phone number, 703-508-2535. I'd be happy to help. If you're looking to buy and sell in Northern Virginia, give us a call, 703-508-2535. We'll see you all next week. Bye now.